street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. It doesn't matter to you if your belief is true. Right, yeah. The lifestyle that you are able to achieve for oh. believing it yeah. outweighs the, the importance of believing true things. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like, true or untrue, or false, I mean, like, you don't, you can't really, like, you don't know. No one knows. Did I ask you how what you're doing is any different than deceiving yourself and lying to yourself? Lying to myself? Uh, I don't believe so. Could you be lying to yourself in order to enjoy a particular lifestyle? Well, I feel like lying, when you say like I'm lying to myself, that means I know the truth. I don't know the truth. Right? You don't know that it's false. Yeah, but I don't know if it's true either. So I can't be lying to myself. If I don't That's a good point. Yeah. You don't know if it's true and you don't know if it's false. You're going with, I'm going to think that it's true. Because there's more benefits from believing that way than believing if it was false. For me, personally. There's more benefits to believing that it's true than believing it's false. Yeah. How did you determine that? I raised my chest through, camera uh, shortly. Through having a phase in which I progressed through life living it as like a false thing. Like I would still carry out the practices and going to prayers and such, but with the mm. sort of like kind of middle, like, I don't know. Like, what do you call it? Like I was questioning it, right? But that provides like a, a very unhappy lifestyle, like constantly questioning it and questioning being, the God existing right, exactly. made you less happy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and so once I started like to just affirm myself and be like, no, I do believe in God, I started to live a lot more happy yeah. lifestyle. So yeah. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Yeah. That the value that you get from Accepting that it's true when you're not sure that it is yeah. outweighs the importance of being on the fence about it. Yeah. Could somebody be on the fence about it and say, listen, I don't know if it's true, I don't know if it's false, I'm going to hang out here on this I don't know ledge. Like agnostic? Yeah. Yeah. And still be able to derive all the benefit and value that you currently get from going with, I'm gonna just believe it. Because it can't be well, shown to be false. The fence, you, do you really have a direction in life? Do you know of anybody who says, I can't be sure that the God is real or not, and they're able to find meaning and purpose through life? Uh, I don't, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with people who believe that, but I don't know personally about them if they have meaning in their lives while still having that mm. idea situated like in their lifestyle. I know we don't know each other. Right. Uh, that could change. I mean, we could become best friends. I don't know. <laughs> it's unlikely, but right. I don't know whether a God exists or not. Mm -hmm. I am on the fence on, on being able to say that I know it one way or the other. Right. And I find tr I have tremendous meaning and purpose and happiness. Okay. So I might be one of the first people that you met yeah, who sure. we've actually dialogued where I don't need to tell myself that it's true. Mm -hmm. 
in order to maintain a certain degree of happiness or meaning and purpose? I think there's like a lot of factors that come into regard with it. Like for me personally, the reason why that doesn't work for me is because I've lived my whole life believing in God, right? In this one God, like Allah, like I'm a Muslim. And then I had that phase of uncertainty. And so I've just kind of been like, when I was going through that phase, I was opposing what I've been learning for 17 years, 18 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it provided me with such an unhappy lifestyle, because it was opposing everything I've been built up That to. totally makes sense. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So um, what you're saying, do you mind if I record this again? No, I don't. Okay. I was actually gearing up to do another interview. There's a guy coming back, so I might have to cut it short, but... Yeah, sure. Oh, no, I gotta eat anyway, so... Like a few Can we just do, like, three minutes? Oh, yeah, maybe? No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What you're describing makes complete sense. Right, yeah. So if, if I was raised to believe in Allah, yeah. or Vishnu, mm -hmm. or Jesus, yeah. or even that there was no God, mm -hmm. and then I came to a point in my teens where I'm like, I'm starting to question this, yeah. And then I'm noticing that it's distancing myself from the community and the family and all these right, wonderful things yeah. that got me to this point. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely understand how the cost might be too high right, exactly. to say, I can't believe this right. because of all the benefits that come with believing that it's true. Mm -hmm. I, exactly I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. However, there are people yeah. who discover that they don't have good reasons for thinking that it's true. And they recognize that there might be a cost for acknowledging to, at the very least, myself yeah. or to other people, which could be even harder, mm. that I don't believe it or I don't have a good reason to believe it. Yeah. And they're willing to incur the cost associated with having to rebuild right. and having to find ways to get meaning and purpose and happiness other than yeah. thinking that Allah is real. See, I think that's like, that's a big priority issue as well. Because I feel like whenever, like, if you have that determination and motivation to go out and completely rebuild yourself after that phase, you got to make that your top priority. You can't have, like, other things be distracting you with that because that's, mm. like, such a set mentality for almost, like, every individual, like, you know, in society. You know, like, they either believe something or they don't, right? And so when you need to rebuild yourself, I feel like you got to really set that because, like, religion, like, I feel like that sets up, like, a lifestyle for you, right? And in the process of rebuilding, you don't like have that lifestyle set out for you. That's what you're trying to rebuild. And so that requires like a lot of energy and time and mm -hmm. motivation. And I think like a lot of people don't yeah. go through that path, like how I didn't, is because it requires so much and I have so much other stuff going on. No, I understand. You're, yeah. you're a busy college student. You, oh, yeah. may, you probably have a part-time job or something and yeah. you have all these demands for your time. Mm -hmm. And I get it, like I understand. Yeah. Acknowledging the amount of effort it's going to take yeah. to contemplate what life might be like mm -hmm. and how to build it to get there yeah. to achieve the same level of, of comfort and happiness and meaning and purpose that you're currently getting, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a cheap move, it's a pricey move. Sure. However, there are people that are willing to incur the cost mm -hmm. and spend the time and rebuild something that's a more honest reflection of what's happening in reality. There is an ex-Muslim of North America group of people who were where you were at, and they found community. They found a way to achieve their current level of happiness, or maybe even more, because now they're not having to 
endure views that just seem kind of unbelievable, but in order to be a part of the community, they have to keep acknowledging that they're true. They found a new life, a new meaning and purpose that's based in reality, that's based in saying, I don't know. I don't have a good reason for thinking that that's true at the moment. But I get you. I, I understand where See, you're that at. that state, though, that's, that's what conflicts with me, though. Is that state causes me unhappiness. What's the state of what? The state of I don't know. I don't and know causes you... I don't know. Yeah. Ah. That's, that was the whole point. How do you... I was on the fence. Yeah. Days, yeah. You don't like saying I don't know. No, I don't. No. Do I you, hate uncertainty. You hate uncertainty. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. It's funny because I meet a lot of people who are comfortable with saying I don't know, yeah. and they gain com- they gain a certain amount of comfortableness in uncertainty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about that. Do you think your reluctance, do you think that your tendency to find uncertainty uncomfortable mm-hmm. is a result of the 17 or 18 years or whatever? Yeah, for the, sure. The upbringing like, yeah. that you've had the upbringing, like, that gives allowed, you the happiness? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because mm. like, that upbringing provided me with like a certainty of God and religion. And so when I started questioning it and strain, that provided uncertainty. And I don't like uncertainty, and that causes me unhappiness. And so I decided mm. from there, I need to choose to believe. That was like a big thing I said last time. I, think. I chose to believe in God. You chose to believe in God right. because... It provides me with happiness and certainty. It provides you with happiness and certainty. And admitting, it sounds like what you're saying is, admitting that I don't know whether this God is real or not results in uncertainty, and uncertainty brings me the opposite of happiness. Yeah. Sadness, maybe. Yeah, because it's just like constant questions, you know, questions that I can't find the answers to. I don't think questions that scientists can't answer. Like, it's just like, you know, Mm. like very like, Speed questions that really no one can give you a good answer for. Let me ask you. Yeah. Despite the sadness or unhappiness that uncertainty could possibly cause somebody, yeah. if we truly don't know the answer to something, mm-hmm. what is the honest response that a person should give? Honest response. When uh, you don't know something that you don't know, right? You just you don't know. If we don't know something, I think that this, I think saying I don't know should actually be celebrated. That uncertainty is actually valuable because uncertainty can actually inspire us to go out and find the real answers. Because if I just like, I don't like saying I don't know, I don't like uncertainty. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm choosing to believe that this is true because I get happiness from it. Could potentially pull us away from figuring out what's really happening. But that's where you weigh the importance. Do you do you uh, do you value more just you being happy the easy way, or do you value you stressing out and going out of your way to find out what's really true? Truth versus okay. what's already giving you happiness, right? I admit yeah. that it takes more work and more right. effort mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. acknowledge my uncertainty mm-hmm. and to come to grips with it. Yeah. As opposed to me saying. Well, my culture thinks that this is true. Yeah. I get a tremendous amount of happiness when I'm around these people who think that this is true. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a tempting thing. Mm-hmm. 
to keep me into a view that might actually be preventing me from discovering what's really happening. Yeah, because like, there's just like a lot of things that come down to it, you know, it's a lot about preference as well. Preference is an enormous thing in regards to this topic. I feel like it's like how you were describing the community and the religion that I already had that provides me happiness. The ideas, right, that Islam provides, they're not like wrong. Like they're like like morally, that in like in today's society it's good, like no drinking, no sure. your body, you know, like those types of things, right? And so whenever you like yeah. have on a path of seeking out all those things, that, all those restrictions are now open because you don't have like a set thing. I mean, morally you can provide, like you can put yourself back, but since you're not mm. living that lifestyle anymore, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like in your mind. I think I follow what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to move in the shade just a tad? Yeah. I think what, what I hear you saying is that if I, if I decide to admit or decide to believe that this God probably isn't real mm -hmm. and I become, I start to become comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah. Along with it could be needing to find ways to um, navigate life without the rules of my religion. Because mm -hmm. my religion has established these rules of yeah. behavior. Yeah. And if I no longer think that that God's real, then, then I might actually, then the rules, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe the rules don't have as much weight exactly, as yeah. they as they did when I thought that God was real. Right. However, it doesn't mean that people who don't think that there are any gods or are, are comfortable saying I don't know, right. or they begin to get comfortable with uncertainty. It doesn't mean that we suddenly start drinking. Oh no, no, I get that. I get you know. No, I get no, because I there's no that. law. There's no laws in the Quran. Oh no, I got you. No, no, no I understand. Expressly prohibiting it. I was talking relative to like me, I guess. Okay. Like, I feel like, I mean, I thought, I'm not saying, like, I would go out and start drinking, right? And I don't feel like I'd be, like, like, like I don't have the resistance to, like, you know, dive into those temptations. Like, I do. However, like, okay. it's just, like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of, like, something, like, the weight thing, I think, was the big thing. How it's not weighted as much. That's what mm. I was trying to get mm -hmm, at. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot of people who come to acknowledge right. that they don't have good reasons for thinking that it's true. Mm -hmm. They come to acknowledge that there's a cost yeah. for uncertainty, and yet they're willing to expend the, the energy and the effort yeah. and the cost yeah. to figure out how to navigate life mm -hmm. with I don't know. Right. See, I think when it comes down to me is that that first thing, I'm not willing. I, don't, I personally don't want to go down that path. I'm very comfortable where I am right now. See, that's the thing. Yeah. So even though, like, you know, that's great. Honestly, like, I'm really glad that people who were Muslims before are now ex-Muslims and have navigated that path and devoted that time and everything mm -hmm. to find what they were looking for. Like, that's great, you know. But, like, I know for myself that I'm pretty comfortable here. And, like, hmm. like you said earlier, like, a busy college student and everything. Like, maybe that's something to question later on in life. When I'm Possibly. Like I'm more, yeah, you know, like, the stress isn't as large or whatever sure. it may be. Yeah. I can only imagine the pressures that you're under at this moment. Yeah with regards to everything that's happening in your yeah, life. Yeah. And I'm not in that spot, and I, I can't relate. Only you can make the determination yeah, exactly. yeah. of when you're ready mm -hmm. to possibly accept the cost that could come with uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. That was fantastic. I know, right? <laughs> that was, dude, that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. I, I liked it. I really love your honesty, too. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And your, it, it takes courage, I think, to come up and talk to somebody about that. Yeah. And there, there's so many people who are chicken shit, they would never consider oh, yeah. doing that. And I think you're very courageous to do it. All right, thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. Hey. Good. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, for sure. I'll All right. see you. Yep. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Oh, did I give you a puzzle piece last time? Oh, you did? Uh, do you want would to... you like another one? 
No, I don't want to back. I want to build off of it. Oh, yeah, sure. Which color did you have last time? I think I had red. Do you want to go for a different color? Yeah, for sure. All okay. Right. Hey, thanks. See you around. Yeah, I'll see you. Holy shit. Wow. God damn, that was amazing. Second conversation with a Muslim. Uh, that was my second conversation. I, honestly, I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure I have it on the first exchange. He's a Muslim who thinks that uh, it's too difficult to, to acknowledge uncertainty, to say, I don't know. And we talked about the cost that might come along with uncertainty. Uh, that was just a, a beautiful conversation that probably many, many people go through in their minds. What kind of cost am I going to incur if I state out loud <laughs> to other people or, or if I disclose it personally to myself that I don't know if this is true? Now I noticed when I was interviewing him, uh, my other interlocutor Hayden walked by. He was planning to come back and do an interview with me in 10 minutes and I saw him walking by in the background but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to ending that interview to do the one with him. So we're gonna unfortunately have to, uh, I don't know. Uh, I hope he, hope he comes back up again. I do think that in that exchange that I did a little bit more uh, telling than asking than you might normally see in my interviews. But I thought it was really important for him to be aware that there there is a community of, of Muslims, former Muslims. They're, I guess they're culturally Muslim and they don't believe in Allah anymore. They're comfortable with, I don't know. They're comfortable with uncertainty. And I thought it was really important for him to be aware of it. I, I got the impression that he was not aware that that group was out there because later on in the conversation, he mentioned it. So I think, uh, I think that stood out to him. And I'm really glad that he's now aware that that's a possibility. Okay, if you want to weigh in on that, you can go ahead and unmute your microphones and jump in. Did he shift much from the first talk? I don't know, that's a great question. I barely remembered him at the start. Like, I mean, he looked familiar to me, but I didn't even remember the conversation, the topic, details of it, I just didn't just didn't remember. So yeah, I'll have to watch the first one. I'm getting a little bit of an echo. I'll have to watch the first one to see if this is an evolution from his earlier. I, I think we, I mean, I think we did talk about, I don't know a little bit. Um, I, I like how he pushed back on, hi. I like how he pushed back when I said something like, are you deceiving yourself or are you lying to yourself? And he's like, well, it's not lying if you, if you um, aren't aware of it, which he's right. Like, in order to be a lie, in order to be a, a, a deception, you have to know that it's not true. And we don't know that his God isn't real. 
So I, I, I do like how they push back on that. Mm. Actually, what are you recording for? I'm doing interviews where I'm doing street epistemology. Okay. It's where you, I'm basically taking a claim somebody makes because they think that it's true. And then I ask questions to see how they can be so sure. Okay. So maybe, like, I notice you have a cross around your neck, so maybe you think God is real. I, I ask questions to see why you think that's the case and how you could be so sure. Okay. Well, it, honestly, I, I wear this because I, um, I, I was raised Christian, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, I believe in a higher power. Mm. You know, so I, don't, I don't think he's necessarily God, Buddha, or Allah. Huh. If you weren't raised to think that there was a God, would you be walking around with a cross on your neck? I don't know, may, maybe one day, I mean, like, because hmm. sometimes people wear it I don't know, honestly. Hmm. That's a good answer. That's a good question. <laughs> maybe you can give some time to think about it and then come back later when you're out with your friends and we'll talk about it some more. Okay, what was your name? My name is Anthony. Hey, I'm DJ. Thanks, DJ. Here's my, uh, you can look more into what I'm doing there. Right, cool. Thank you. 34 days later. The big question that I like always asking is why Specifically to myself, it's like, why am I different or why is someone else different from me? Mm -hmm. That's a question that I like to wonder a lot. It's great to wonder, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of sucks sometimes. Why does it suck sometimes? Because <laughs> it's like I focus all my time on that and it's just like, well, great. I'm glad I got this year on my test now. So. <laughs> oh. Hey, 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 what's up, Zane? Do you got a few minutes? Oh, I'll just get food at the Oh, okay. I'd love to talk with you again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Uh, Sorry. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, let me leave you with this. To refresh your memories, Zane is Muslim. Uh, he's an example of a person where I'm not gonna upload any of the, our previous conversations until the semester's over or we have that third chat because I don't want to influence the third conversation in any way, positively or negatively. So I'm gonna have to sit on that one for a while. For some reason, the second talk doesn't start like right from the very beginning it's like just maybe a minute or two in uh, but he basically said that choosing to believe that it's true that the Muslim God is real brings me happiness and it's not a good time in my life to start questioning these things and jeopardize the happiness that this belief is giving me so one of the first questions I'd like to ask him if he does come back is is he pretending that something is true? Yeah, is he pretending that it's true? Or maybe even Bogosian's, are you pretending to know something that you don't know? I think I also wanna ask him, after we maybe explore that a little bit, would be, cause he was saying, he was saying something like, it's just not a good time in my life to do it. I'm a busy student. I've got lots of things going on. I've got a job and it's, it's just not the right moment to do it. So I wanted to ask him, when does he think would be the right moment to question his beliefs to the point where it might interfere with his ability to derive happiness from it? That's what I'd like to ask him. How would he answer that? In three years after I graduate? Okay, it's three years after you graduate. Now you're looking for a job or you've just started a job. Is that gonna be the right time? How about after you meet somebody and decide to get married maybe? Maybe you decide to adopt or have kids. Is that gonna be the right time to start questioning it? 
Let's say the kids are now driving, or maybe they moved out of the house, and now they're, they're away at school. Is that the right time to do it? I want to explore that with him. I wonder what he'd say. Could you be 75 years old and on your deathbed, wishing that you had questioned it earlier? So all you gotta do, just, uh, you just speak right into this thing. And here's the line. Did he shift much from the first talk? Okay. Did he shift much from the first talk? Did he shift much? <laughs> Did he shift much from the first talk like that? Yeah, a couple more times. Did he shift? Wait. Like, ask it like you're really interested in knowing the answer to it. Okay. Did he shift much from the first talk? That's good. Like that. Do okay. One, do one more. Did he shift much from the first talk? Try to hit that like the T's. Like, did he shift much? I hit that shift. Okay. Did he shift much from the first talk? <laughs> <laughs> Don't overdo it. Did he, did he shift much from the first talk? Okay. <laughs> did he shift much from the first talk? That was good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make sure that that wasn't muted. I think that recorded. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 